Welcome to the Needle Jig Podcast, Season 1, Episode 7, Renee Little, Part 2. My name is Mark Lascarbo, and you guys can find me on YouTube, recording live on most Mondays. We're now bringing you a lot of the audio, basically unedited. We produce this show for professional tattooers, tattoo apprentices, and general enthusiasts, but we definitely want you to realize you're not going to learn how to tattoo from listening to a guy like me on the internet. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed the first half of this interview with Renee, and uh, let's get on to the second. Now for the sales pitch. You guys know you can buy from us, but you're going to get vetted before you do so. So if you're not working in a professional environment, don't even bother. You're wasting your time. But those that are professional, needlejig.com. Wow, I can't believe we got this many episodes already. And I just once again want to tell you how grateful I am. Uh, thanks to all those loyal customers throughout the years. Go ahead and leave your comments on the podcast review and anything else you need us for. Just contact us at cs at needlejig.com. Now let's talk tattoo with Renee Little just one more time. Tell us about this art night. How, how is that progressing, especially during this time? you know uh right before the pandemic it was awesome you know we would have like uh, it was still small and intimate but we would have like up to like nine tattooers painters craft people um come to the studio uh once a month and be able to just paint draw um i'm really really well versed and schooled in most fine art mediums um so watercolor oil acrylic um uh, uh, gouache, uh, liquid acrylics, you know, like anything I can tell you how to, what, what makes things something gallery, what, what doesn't the history behind it. So I just have this little brain full of nerd stuff art nerd, and art nerd. Uh, so I wanted to be able to, I saw that there was no community here flat out. Uh, tattooers don't talk to each other. Um, it's really weird, especially when I came on board, they were like, who is this girl? Oh, we got to, we got to destroy her. <laughs> um, so I just ignored them and I created my own thing. Um, and it was really great. We had, you know, I had people making jewelry, making knitting, uh, people that tattooers came that never painted before. And then I taught them how to oil paint. And then now they're doing amazing tattoo work, you know, and they like, they never thought that they could learn realism but then they're knocking out of the park after doing oil painting, you know? Um, so people are like catching on and realizing that um, painting and art do actually help your tattooing. So um, it's, it's getting back thankfully, because we did shut down, of course. Um, I did some like live tutorials, um, but I really couldn't figure out how to get all of us safely together. So um, when it was small, when we started doing it again, uh, I could, easily put people in my studio and socially distance one another, no problem. But then I did notice like communication was getting really hard because um, we like to joke around and we're just screaming at each other. So uh, spread those we're... airborne pathogens really far, really far. Yeah. <laughs> so now uh, the zoom meetings are great. Um, even if we're in the same building, we can like have our little like arm thing and we can hear each other and, so and we can actually see what each other are doing a lot easier. And it's a really great way just to communicate and be a little bit more quiet and a little bit more concentrated and kind of just joke around without actually having to look up and like leave your painting. Um, and I really, really love it. So we're still, we're doing that. Um, and it's been working out really great. Um, so I do it twice a month, every uh, first and last Monday of the month. And uh, yeah, anybody is welcome that wants to paint, draw, ask questions about if they are in the middle of a painting, that's really where it, you get the most benefit. If you're stuck in a painting, you don't know what to do. You don't know how to make something look the way you want it to. You're not, you're having problems with the medium. Um, that's what the night is for is to, I, I don't get to utilize that kind of conversation in tattooing. So. Uh, well, and, and your, your personality is you have a very mothering personality. You want to uh. take care <laughs> of and embrace it and, and help others. And I, I can see this working really well for you and we'll be sure oh, to put yeah, your contact it information in the description below. Cause this thing will be, 
you know, playing perpetually on uh, mm -hmm. YouTube for an eternity or until I get bored looking at it and delete it. No, <laughs> but uh, we'll, we'll get all the contact information down there. So anybody that's watching that wants to participate can get a hold of you, uh, you know, all of your social media, things like oh, that. Great. So, great, yeah, great, great. yeah, but yeah, you are, you are kind of uh, uh, the mothering type uh we know that from the convention circuit for sure yeah you know, do you, you remember my nickname <laughs> <laughs> nope uh, uh, i don't it, it it was pretty bad and then it was uh, one apprentice who should, should, should we mama, not share that no it was it was mama nene uh, oh nene. that's awesome yeah, yeah. but um Wait. it changed it changed because of an apprentice that thankfully was like wait you're not that old. <laughs> and I'm like, you're, you're more like an auntie nene. Auntie and so he was like, he was, yeah. And then he just made it out to be like, no, I'm destroying this. No one's calling you mama nene anymore. Cause they, I was getting a little bit of a complex from it, I think. Oh no. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Just like, is anyone okay? Anyone want juice boxes? Everyone? Okay. Uh, <laughs> you're vying for Kate's title here. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. But yeah, no, um, it's very fulfilling just to be able to do that. If I wasn't tattooing, I probably would. I, I mean, I should have been a social worker like the rest of my family um, or a nurse or um, a teacher. Like My mother was a teacher. Um, every single woman in my family is doing some care for good. Mm -hmm. uh, the truly thing that I was really most upset about with the pandemic is that um, I'm usually one that goes crazy with the mission center here, the homeless shelters here doing benefits, things like that. And there's like, no way. Um, there's no way to handle that traffic with what we have right now. And um, that's, yeah, I have a very giant space uh, and I can't do, I can't facilitate that kind of, you know, energy and that like we did 5,000 tattoos and raised this much money, you know, like, Damn it, that's what I'm good at, and I can't. You might get back it to it right one now. of these days for sure. Oh, we will. You know, I'll oh, do whatever will. I can to help you with any ventures you have like oh, that. You know thank that. You. So, but oh, thank uh, you, thank you. yeah, no, I, I, uh, I could never do. I, I have friends that are in that, that, that those careers. I, I could never do anything to do with like you know like nursing or, or, or social work or things like that. I, I would just be chronically depressed. I, I just. I, Oh, it would destroy well, me. I don't. I, I yeah. don't have it in me. You know, if I can't, there, uh, I just can't. No, there, there is something to that. Um, and actually, do you know Robbie? You know Robbie Ripple. Oh fuck well, yeah! Don't you? Excuse, yeah, stop swearing, yeah. Mark. Stop swearing. God damn it! No. Oh, no, I love Robbie. I was yeah, not too far yeah. from him when he had his uh, his accident mm. there. Yeah, it was, it was. We were funny. all there. We were. We were all there to. I, I watched no shows. Him. I watched none of the stage shows at ever, mm -hmm. ever, ever. Nope. Just oh, Robbie's to, going. On. Yeah. I just happened to be and, right there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And yep. watched it with my own eyes. Yeah. Oh, I love you, Robbie. Uh, mm -hmm. And he's the guy you can't break. I mean, it's you can't break him. Maybe physically, but not spiritually. It's just physically you can. Yeah. yeah amazing uh, individual. But yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, I interrupted. Um, Go on about Robbie. No, no, it's okay. We'll talk about well, Robbie. him and I have gone back and forth with this idea too, because he does a lot of motivational speaking um, out against depression and anxiety and things like that. And um, caregivers, that's part of it. He's very caring. He very much cares and has very a lot of empathy on him and that wears on him and it, I, I would lie and say if it doesn't wear on me too and it sounds crazy but I've done a lot of spirit like a lot of spiritual healing myself in the last five years or so um, because tattooing you know I, I don't know if, as someone like me I happen to be a girl yes um, I happen to be a little younger looking so uh, looking. The, the me looking <laughs> thank you uh, well, the immediate reaction I get from people that in our industry that are coming from a very harsh reality and needing me, you know, it's, it's a, it's a feel, it's a very real and obvious, you know, emotion that I'm hit with a lot. Um, and then with clients as well, they're in trauma, they're feeling pain, they're feeling all these things. Um, and I do everything in my power to make sure that they're comfortable and that's what I was uh, talking about before is making sure like noticing their discomfort before they do. Um, 
And so it takes a lot of energy to notice all those things to notice where if their joints are hyperextending, I'm going to adjust them a little bit, you know, but I need them to sit for eight hours. <laughs> so um, I have to put forth that energy, I have to put forth that care. But yes, it weighs on you. So me and Robbie have talked about uh, a lot about how we can displace ourselves. And I've gone, I mean, I've gone as far as like hiring a shaman to work with me on this empathy shit. Cause you know, you're tattooing all day and you're fine and you're fine. And all of a sudden, you know, you're the only one in the shop and you just want to, you're, you're overwhelmed and you don't know why, you know? Um, and so I, I have learned over years and years and years of how to separate myself from that a little bit. I can still do my job. I can still see it as my practice. Like as soon as I walk in my door, I know these, these are my criteria in which I have to meet. I, I do care, but I can't give my, I can't allow it to affect me anymore, you know, um, because there are, um, there are a lot of people that are feeling these things, but haven't identified it yet of what it is. They just know they feel anxiety. They feel depression. They feel all of these immense, um, energies um and they don't know where it's coming from but it is it's coming from working and touching people all day um normal people don't have to do that you know yeah. no, and, and while you're just talking i was sitting there thinking back to like yeah i mean it, it's true tattooers are essentially sort of you know uncredited social workers therapists bartenders mm -hmm. you know like we we do absorb an awful lot from our clients you know throughout the process yeah. and everything and while you were just talking you talk about how you dealt with it spiritually this and the other thing and i think i think you just discovered why every tattooer needs to go to the bar after work every night you know what i mean mm -hmm. yeah when i had to we need to shut close down <laughs> yeah you know it's like uh, i i that makes a lot of sense now and I'm making half a joke, but actually, you know, partial reality here too is, is when I had the shop in Arizona, we would go out, you know, six nights a week, you know, hit the bars mm -hmm. every night. Bar. And we would say, Oh yeah, you know, we're going out, we're being social, we're marketing, we're doing this, we're that. And, and yes, mm. we're just enjoying ourselves and our youth, but You're at the same time, you know, we, we probably were dumping a lot of that emotional burden at the same time, you know, and it's like, mm -hmm. I wasn't mature enough then to understand that. And I probably am still not mature enough until you just brought it to my attention. Now I kind of get it. <laughs> Thanks, Mama well, Renee. <laughs> you're welcome. Well, if you think about it, like, I don't know, I talk about sacrifice and what it takes to do this job all the time with the young apprentice, because they don't get it. Like, the sacrifices of normal relationships sometimes go out the window, oh, you know, um, all we, all we do is think about these next projects and drawing and facilitating and ordering like every day that I have off, I think there's maybe five hours within a week where I think of, oh, I go get my hair done or I could sleep or maybe I should eat better, you know, like, uh, so when you're done with the day, you're having all these feelings. And then you think about like how you don't even get to properly eat or go to the bathroom or drink water. You know, that's, that's painful to realize. Uh, and so yeah, I used to bury it too pretty hard. I mean, that was the Florida life, you know, go team Florida fucking wrecking our livers. <laughs> um, I had to get out of there. Um, and the same thing too with Philly. It's like, I knew I would probably chew me up and spit me out because it's the same mentality of you have to be a little tougher there. You have to be a little quiet. You have to listen. You have to, you know, and that cycle, I just couldn't, I couldn't do that cycle. A lot of people like manage that amazingly and they're such badasses. They're so stoic and amazing. But or they just about, hide it well. Yeah. Are they crying inside? Yeah. <laughs> because a I lot mean, of them are really. Mm -hmm. you know that right so oh i know that oh i know that yeah this is word to the public if you ever see a really scary tattooer you're just frightened of them give them a hug, COVID oh. hug. Uh, <laughs> a lot of people broke um, <laughs> yeah right well that's that was kind of like my that's always been my approach mark you know um of surviving with these gentlemen is that I can always be just really honest and kind of pick up on how people are feeling, you know, like I can do it with my clients. I do it with people, you know, I wouldn't say I'm chameleon, but I can always kind of just interpret what emotion at least they're having at the moment. 
So I always had these coworkers, like even tattooing it, you know. And on the other side, Eddie's. there's me. I'm usually clueless as to how people around me feel. Which is amazing. That's a talent. <laughs> At least you can shut it up and focus. I have to like, I have to put the headphones on right now because I can feel everybody and it's driving me crazy. Um, but no, even with like, I don't know, I, I look at me from the outside perspective and go, how the hell did an apostolic Christian girl make it into Philadelphia Eddie's and do well? You know, um, and it was always because I just really loved the people that I was around and I knew that they knew more things than me. And that was always really exciting. I remember like it was really early in my career and I met Don Juan at Eddie's, you know, works for Troy and I loved Don so much. Right. And I, he was talking about she gay and I was like, I just kind of went like, she gay, she gay. and he was like, what? are you crazy? And I was like, I am crazy. My people didn't teach me, teach me. He was like, okay, come over here. I'm like, thank you. I'm sorry. I'm an idiot. And because of him, then I, oh my gosh, that whole world exploded. And then I ended up working for people that knew more about that, you know? And so uh, I kind of like let myself just not have an ego. I, I, I know nothing, please teach me. And I still carry that on, especially when I'm having an emotional breakdown for some reason, I have to ask myself why. <laughs> I, um, I attribute a lot of my own success to pure ignorance, I wanna say. Um, not, not so much ignorance, but like uh, not being aware of uh, the rules because I, I came up in a state where it was illegal. So I didn't have, mm -hmm those the experiences around the shop so i didn't even know on any of these unwritten rules so not knowing the rules i wasn't aware that i was breaking the rules i wasn't aware oh, yeah, you know so i used to just walk up to these famous artists and just walk up to them like hey i'm a human you're a human and i want to talk to you so that's got to be acceptable and um and i did that a lot in the, the early part mm -hmm. of my career especially when i first started traveling and because of my ignorance, knowing that I probably wasn't supposed to be approaching these people, uh, allowed me to approach them. And they, in turn, embraced me somehow, some way. A lot of these, a lot of these big names, famous people just, just mm -hmm. I don't know, maybe they felt sorry for me like a lost puppy or something. They just sort of adopted me and pet me, rubbed my belly and, and fed me knowledge. And it was like, uh, it, was, it, was, it was amazing, but it was the same sort of, Thing you're touching on even when i first went to arizona i used to take and arizona was pretty sort of like you know secretive still in the tattooing days in the 90s and 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 i used to go out on my day off my shop is closed i would go out and visit other shops and just walk mm -hmm. in and be like hey i'm mark hey. i'm a tattooer yeah and 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 and, and <laughs> introduce myself to people and i had a few doors shut in my face for sure but uh mm -hmm. but for the most part people were receptive and that that all blossomed into some absolutely amazing friendships that i still have to this day uh mm -hmm. out in arizona but like yeah i'm successful due to my ignorance you know or arrogance i don't know which one it is but uh it's yeah. a vibe you're you're throwing out there you know you just 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 being open and just letting people feed your knowledge. Right. And enjoy people. Um, I never really quite understand where if someone is like, Oh, that's so-and-so, you know, I'm like, what, you got a crush on them. Do you want me to yeah. be like, you know, you want me to be a, a team man here. Um, but it's that blissful. Uh, I'm excited to meet people. I'm excited to, you know, learn from people. Um, the feedback that I get from that is like, no way have you been tattooing for 15 years? No way have you been doing this? Cause I still smile. Yeah. And, uh, and for those who don't know, uh, tattooing has changed dramatically since then. And, uh, yeah, you didn't smile a whole lot as a girl in the industry. Um, uh, and there's lots of reasons for that. Um, but, uh, well, if you're smiling at somebody, you obviously want to be with them, right? I mean, that's obviously, obviously. Oh, she's being friendly. I mean, <laughs> you know, uh, obviously she puts out, she's being friendly. Yeah. Um, but it, you know, I, and that was a hard reality too. Cause I thought I was just like, I was so tomboyish most of my life. And I was such a nerd most of my life that I was never, ever seen to be attractive at, at all remotely. So when, 
uh, any kind of catcalling started or any kind of like, Hey, you're a girl. Why are you here? I go, I, I don't know. Why are you here? You know, I was, I was actually confused. I didn't understand. What do you mean? We're not equal. <laughs> yeah. I like, I didn't understand chauvinism. I guess. Um, my men in my family, like, it's not like that. So uh, like my dad would be like, Hey, I'm building on the back. Come and help. You know, I'm like, okay. Uh, we were never like, you're a girl, so you could do this. You're a boy, so you do this. It was never discussed, you know? Uh, I'm from a family of power women and power men. It was always very like equal. So the first time I did a show in South Florida, um, a man came up to me, uh, uh, the same show, let's say three days in the same show. A man came up to me and said, what are you doing here? And I'm like, what are you doing here? They're like, you're a girl. What are you doing here? I'm like, are you going to pay my bills? Uh, and then I'm like, I'm not here to resolve your mommy issues. That's for sure. Um, it was always very confusing. So I think that's what helped me. Um, I never really had anger about it. I just had more like, that guy's an idiot. Uh, so sorry for that guy who's going to die in the past, you know. Uh, and I was able to joke about it. I was able to just kind of laugh it off. Like, okay, weirdo. Like. I don't, I never quite understood it. Um, Having the ability to laugh off weird men in this industry is definitely going to get definitely. you farther. <laughs> oh, God, you have to be able to laugh it off. If you're offended by everything, you won't make it. You know, you have to just... have thick skin being a, a man or a woman. Anybody that wants to get into this business, if you come in here and, and if you can't take some razzing and, and, and you're going to get all sensitive. Just, just go somewhere else to start, man. Yeah. It's just, just not going to work. Yeah. And some of it's fun. You know, I love going back and forth with you. I love like, it's like giving shit, you know, and yeah. I'm from the East. That's what we do. We give each other shit and that's, that shows love and companionship, you mm -hmm. know? And I mean, and then there's the weirdos that we are like, uh-huh. You know, I broke a guy's hand once. That was fun, you know, but he grabbed my pussy. Is that cursing? Uh, he grabbed my pussy from behind at the stencil line. At the, the I think it was Baltimore. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And then soap got him. Which I was going to say, I, I, I'm yeah. sure that didn't end well for him at all. So No, no. I mean, I broke his hand because I was doing jujitsu full time at that time. That guy was an idiot. He like put his hand. This is so stupid. He put his hand between my legs around the side, right? So then I just had to clamp down and break his hands. <laughs> like, you're an idiot. Um, and then, well, obviously, so, he was showing yeah. his intelligence to start with. So, you know, he deserves right. what he gets. He if you're watching, good for you. <laughs> yeah, good for you, dude. <laughs> but no, I mean... And that, that kind of thing, um, I always kid with the, I don't kid uh, with the apprentices here. And also my female workers, like, we're going to take jujitsu together because you're going to need it. Um, you know, we're small, you know, things happen, people get drunk, they don't realize you weigh 100 pounds, and all of a sudden you have a concussion. Remember that one? Do you remember my concussion? Nope. Oh, was yeah. it my concussion? Because I don't remember. I, I, <laughs> I remember. No, no. It was, uh, I got my concussion the same day that Marshall Bennett hit his head as well. Oh, everyone hit something going there. around. I guess so. Yeah, yeah. It was the same. It was, we were bleeding together. It was a thing. Um, but yeah, like the conventions used to be wild. I don't understand how uh, that was never made into a reality TV show itself. You know, like that would have been way crazier than any of the other ones. Uh, you none know? of us that would be able been... to afford the insurance premiums if that was filmed. <laughs> no. Or, I mean, yeah, lives would have been, I don't know, destroyed or... I would have just been more honest, I think, of our industry and how we deal with one another, our society, our community, you know. I um, haven't been in a fight at a show in a few years now. I'm doing good. Yeah, same, same. <laughs> you know, leave that for the young kids. Yeah, yeah I got, I got yeah. people for that now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but no, it's pretty crazy how everything has changed. Um, and I'm really excited for it. Um, I'm really happy for it. It's just been exhausting. Um, and I speak with other, other ladies, lady tatters as well. And, you know, it's just one of those things. It's like, God damn it. Why does this even have to be a thing? You know, like, aren't we just going to work and doing our best job? 
you know, um, uh, the violence I'm really glad is dying down. Um, Cause I, yeah, I, I'm no patience for it whatsoever. Like, uh, I mean, there's a big difference between, okay. When you get people that have known each other for years, there will still be some of the sort of sexist ball busting. But, oh yeah. But I also still perceive you as my equal. We're just mm -hmm. having, you know, fun banter, stuff like this. So to anybody who's outside our, you know, relationship was walk by while I was busting your balls. Might think oh, of me to be like, you know, like, like, like some sort of a sexist pig, but like, I would never do that with somebody that I didn't know or feel comfortable no. with. And, 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 right. and now you give it just as good as you get it too, though. So, but I mean, that's just mm -hmm. all part of the fun. It's no different than busting on, you know, a, a somebody in your family, a, a brother, a exactly. sister. A, a, that's a, a camaraderie. A good friend. You know? Yeah. It's, it's, it's just, mm -hmm. you know, it, it's just fun, but, uh, but people need to understand that that is in no way, honestly acceptable in our world. You know, I mean, if, if somebody was to come up and say something to one of these young women, they will get their hands busted, if not worse, for sure. You know, it's okay for you to insult your sister, but nobody else can insult your sister. So, you know, just, mm -hmm. just, just, just keep that in mind. Well, and, and yeah, and it's, it takes a, a little bit of brutality as just to be able to give it back right when it happens, as it happens, you have to act, you can't just like, oh, he said a mean thing to me, you know, because right. that, yep. that never works, you know, shut it um, down. Shut it down. And uh, people have asked me, like, how do I do that? Like, how am I so quick with it? Um, frankly, it's like, my grandfather was a Romanian, you know, immigrant, and he was hard. <laughs> um, so I know how to shut down very nicely with respect. Um, because of course, he had his, he, yeah, he would have his moments of what he thought a woman should be like. Um, and then would get confused when he'd see his granddaughters, you know, dyeing their hair and getting piercings and tattoos. And, uh, you know, that I always had to be very creative to um, show him that I wasn't being disrespectful to him, that I love him, but he needs to quit. Uh, and also my mother is probably the scariest woman in the world. So these men were easy, you know, like anyone that kind of comes up to, even in my, like, where I am in my building now. Um, I'm right downtown and we do have a homeless population because it's a downtown. And so it's kind of like an art form, you know, I can talk to schizophrenics. I can talk to angry, uh, great people. I can talk to drug heads, like anyone. And I can subdue and neutralize the conversation um, you realize and, you've learned all those skills within the tattoo world, right? Oh, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Like my father always said, like, I don't know what it is you're doing. Cause he hears, I tell my dad everything, 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 Mark, uh -oh. this man, this, this poor man, <laughs> I hey, dad, just like haphazardly too. Just like, Oh yeah. So I did this today. Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Sorry for cursing. Uh, um, I feel, but he always, yeah. <laughs> um, but he always said, he was like, I don't know what the Lord is training you for, but it must be to be like coach a little, a little league team or something. Cause this is just so intense, like just managing, you know, um, that many people that are so free to do whatever they want to do, you know, that are good. It's, it's an interesting community that we have for sure. It challenges you. You have to be independent, but yet also a team player. Um, you have to be on your A game to be even in our community, you know? Um, At least the inner circle, the upper echelon. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, when you're sitting, uh, you know, when you're sitting at the table, you know, you can't be joking around um, because our time is so short, you know, our business is fast moving um opportunities are all around us if you don't make them you know we don't have you know retirement like a lot of people do every day we are planning for our retirement every day we are trying to like you know somehow pull all these strings that are around us it's very intimidating um sometimes just to think 
how many opportunities are actually around you, which ones to utilize and which ones don't, you know, and that, that teaches you, I think a lot about people and how to interact with people of all kinds, which well, is you're way amazing. ahead of, you're way ahead of the group here because I, you're having these thoughts where a lot of young tattooers literally are thinking, Oh yeah, I'm going to tattoo today and I'm going to spend that money at the bar later. or I'm going to, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. I, been there i've done that early in my career for sure i mean i mm -hmm. it's, it's it's how we think uh, but you obviously have you know real learning behind you uh earlier you know you're talking about you know you you wanted to start a little print project and you started an llc mm -hmm. you are in like maybe five percent you know you are you are very few people think that way they're just going to start making oh. selling i mean they're not going to they're not going to consider the, the, the professionalism, the business aspects, whatever. I have a number of LLCs, different, every, every property mm -hmm. owns in a different LLC. Yeah. Um, you, you just yeah. have to, because if you want to be successful, you have to start protecting the things that you are building and right. acquiring from the mm -hmm. beginning, because if not, we're in a society where somebody out there is looking to take them away from you, you know, and that's yeah, exactly. it's unfortunate, but I mean, mm -hmm. You have to think that way right out of the gate. So, I mean, you are you are levels above almost anybody else out there tattooing because you've surrounded yourself with the right people, you know, or the right, people. Right. And, you know, you can speed dial somebody and get a question answered. It's yeah, the people I trust, the people I, and I do, I seek out like the people that are, that know what they're doing, of course, aren't assholes or to a point. You know, they got to be a little bit of an asshole. Then I love them. Uh, but we all are. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Um, someone that I can reach out to because that that's what a friendship is to me as well. Like they know that they can always reach out to me at any second, all hours of the day. You know, I'll make them a grilled cheese uh, and also, you know, give them business advice. You know, you should be um, closer. I want grilled cheese. Okay. Come on. Come on, Oklahoma. Come on down. Um, <laughs> I'm but, not a Midwest guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm South Midwest. I'm not sure what we are still. Um, but no, that's what that's what a good working friendship is. You know, I think even like when like you brought me on to the needle jig team, you know, it was almost like, wait, do I sponsor you? I remember that conversation. I'm like, no, I don't think so. He was like, oh, well, okay. <laughs> Like, no, Mark, we've just been friends. <laughs> like, uh, to me, and, that's what it's all about, though. The, the, the whole, this whole sponsor business arrangement, uh, bullshit, yeah. whatever, I, it has nothing to do with that. To me, sponsorship is, is, is really just rewarding good customers, friends, um, mm -hmm. you know, people that I, I, trying to make life a little easier for the people that I care about. That's what it's about for me. If I have a little Thanks. more and I can share a little more, I'm willing to do so with those I love. I mean, mm -hmm. that's just, that's, that's what it's about. This whole business arrangement part that, that bothers me. Uh, I have to be more that way nowadays because some people mm -hmm. just want to get on the boat and offer nothing in return. But yeah, no, it's, 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 I, there's plenty well, of working. people to take care of that I have that are not known in the world. So, you yeah, know, it's just, it, it doesn't have to be about that. So, well, you break up the cycle of like a, mon a monopoly too, of like who the peak artists are, you're giving artists a chance of exposure, you know? So I, you know, if you think about what currency is right, our money, our money is just something that we give someone for uh, work later on, you know, it's like a credit, like I'll, you can either pay someone to do the work that I could do, or here, here's some money. Right. So a sponsorship is we're trading. We don't, there is no currency involvement. We're trading either like you help me with exposure, discounts, like things like that. And I could do the same. Like I can expose you. I can show how I'm using them. I could show, you know, so that's a trade. And I feel like that's where a lot of people get confused. It's like, yes, you have to be good at what you do, but also that hard work ethic of trying to figure out, uh, like the next thing to help your people is the hardest part. Like for me, video is, oh my God. <laughs> but, but even without, but even without that currency, for me, it's all based on our initial friendship. Like, here's the thing. Mm -hmm. I'm going to help you regardless as to whether 
you mm-hmm. have the ability to help me because because it doesn't necessarily it doesn't need to be that way it doesn't need to be a hundred there is no one hundred percent equally balanced uh, no. it, it's it's never going to be that way if i have no. more i can do more you know and and i've had many people that in the past that have been you know friends and mentors and whatnot who have been in a far better position in life that have helped me mm-hmm. in areas where i needed it when I needed it. And that's just mm-hmm. kind of part of it. Uh, I don't want to be uber wealthy, successful and, and, and later on in life and be alone. I want to have mm-hmm. these friendships, these companions and, and these other people I want, I'm not going to hand somebody for, for, you know, for nothing. And, and I, even for my own children, to be honest with you, I don't want to give my kids so much that they don't have to do anything for themselves. Uh, uh, right. But if I have the ability to help somebody get them to the next level or, 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 or just answer some questions or anything, I will always do that as, as long as it's somebody that I know, love and respect, you know, it's just, right. they, they're deserving the of that, that information. Right. Yeah, I love just, the fact that you can do that too. I'm trying to find my own little path in that right now. And it's so hard. <laughs> um, I'm right now I'm giving people jobs. Yeah. I'm giving them, you need a job. <laughs> yeah. It's in your nature. You, you, you. You're going to do this. You're going to motivate people. You're going to help people. It's just, it's who you are. I didn't even realize that was kind of who I was until mm-hmm. I found myself in a position where I could help people. And it's kind of selfish because in helping people, it makes me feel good. You know, there is that little like, you know, uh, endorphin, dopamine, whatever, something's getting released and and, and, and making me tingly or whatever, you know, and and it feels good to help people. And I enjoy that. So, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, I, so I do it because I want to, but I also do it because it does make me feel good. You know, is that selfish? Right. I don't know. I don't care. No, you know, if no, everybody's winning, who cares? Doing. Yeah, exactly. Like we have to lighten ourselves every morning. And if we're just doing our job, if we're just doing this, like then what is that? But if we're affecting other people's lives around us, then that is, I think that's honestly the overall goal. Like, uh, I remember, you know, I was remember hearing these fellows talking about uh, success, you know, and kind of throwing each other's faces like, oh, yeah, well, I got this and this and this and oh, I got this and this and this. And I would always like come up in the middle and be like, well, it's just your version of success. Mm -hmm. Uh, Everyone has their own different version of what that is. You know, and I remember, I mean, like a lot of people would like to try to be like, oh, you don't have this and you don't have this. I'm like, yes, but I. Um, my version of success is, you know, uh, yes, making people happy, making allowing people to survive, you know, I was 16 once and I had to figure out how to survive, you know, I would sell art uh, out of people's storefronts because they would let me, you know, um, so that was just a simple, oh, yes, let me help you make money so you can live and eat. Mm-hmm. And that was so beneficial to me at that time and so giving and just I, I don't know where I would be today if I didn't have that little bit of help. So I see if yeah, that's if we're all just trying to be humanity and uh, live and prosper, then that's that's what we need to do for people and see where we can uh, see where we can without exhausting ourselves help. Um, right. I mean, you can't give more than you have. I mean, that's just that simple. And a lot of us have tried to do that. And a lot of us, you know, uh, over the years, crash and burn. A lot of us over the years have tried to help people that uh, I I don't want to say are undeserving because everybody truly needs some help and deserves some help at some point. Mm -hmm. But there are always those that you want to help or that need the help and you're trying to help them and they're not ready to accept the help or they're not willing to make the changes and and stuff like that. So you have to realize at some point that you have to stop. You have to draw the line and, and not that they're not deserving, but they're not accepting of that. So, you know, you, you put your energies towards, uh, you know, in in a direction where it's better utilized, I guess is the best way Mm -hmm. to to look at it. So, yeah. Yeah. I've been, um, uh, that's another like really big piece of advice um, that I've learned a lot, just owning a shop. Like I had really strong boundaries beforehand, but now I'm learning even more about what my boundaries truly are. Um, because before, like no one looked at me, you know, needing something like no one ever needed anything from me. Um, and now, and but I would be there to help anyways. Um, 
So now that I'm actually like this needed and requested person, at least every couple hours or so by someone in my studio, you know, I had to place like really, really strong boundaries um, just so I, and I explained that to them, like, I'm not cutting you off, but this are my boundaries to make sure that I mentally can stay sane for you guys. You know, I knew exactly where I was. I know exactly how much I can take a day, you know, and they've all seen it. They're like, oh, I'm peaked. Nope. Nope. I'm done. <laughs> you know? Um, and, and that is so important that people do, um, you know, uh, even when I'm helping someone, I say, okay, you can have this job for this long. We'll see how it goes and we'll review and then we'll go from there. So at least I know if they're not going to do, if they're not going to take my help, at least there's a cutoff point where I can set them free, you know? Um, and those little things seem to work, seem to help because in the very beginning, yeah, I just wanted to help, 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 help. I was exhausting myself, you know, I wasn't getting anywhere in my own career. Um, and, it, you know, it wasn't good to anyone. I wasn't good to myself or anyone, you know, they always say, uh, you know, when you're flying, you know, to put the oxygen mask over your mouth first before your child neighbor, because if mm -hmm. you pass out, you're useless. Yep. Um, and that was a that was a huge learning curve for me when I started this business. Um, because everyone, it was me, I yeah, I was the foreman. I was the, I, I was everything, you know, so uh, just make sure I didn't snap, you know, boundaries. Well, are very a lot important. of people don't understand how hard it is to run a tattoo shop. I can tell you this, I run a, a much bigger company now than my tattoo shop. Uh, but mm -hmm. this is essentially easier work than when I had my shop. I even tell people, I, I don't even tell people I sold my tattoo shop. I tell people I sold my adult daycare facility uh, because <laughs> I mean, it, it is, you know, especially if, you know, I mean, people are like, oh, artists and uh, artist owners and non-artist owners and stuff like this. And uh, in order to be an artist that owns a shop and to try and maintain any level of art on your own while still doing the business aspects, still being a, a friend, a leader, and, uh, and, a, and, a, and a peer to the other artists in there, uh, that is probably the most exhausting thing I've ever done in my life. And, yeah. and I don't ever care to do it again. If I ever even considered opening another shop again, it would have to be a big enough place where it had full management right from day one, because yeah, Oof, I, yeah I don't want to do that again. It's yeah. just, it's, it's exhausting, you know, because we're all alpha males. You can't have, you know, and alpha females, mm -hmm. excuse me, but like, yeah. but like you can't have that many dominant personalities in a place and expect things to go smoothly. It's going to be a rocky road. Mm -hmm. And you have to know that going in and you have to deal with it accordingly. It's just, yeah, you have to know of all of the different elements that you could possibly get yourself into, which there was two instances when I first opened the studio that totally took me off guard. That was, that was a huge life lesson and it reset my way of thinking for the rest of this. And so far it's been really awesome. Um, and it's about hiring people. It's about vetting. It's about, you know, all these things that I saw, what didn't work, what did work. Um, because it is, it's a lot, it's people's personalities, it's people's, like, you have to motivate them in a way that is positive, um, as much as you can, you know, we're about to come into winter, everyone's seasonal depression is about to kick in. So I bring in more plants, I bring in little UV lights that they don't even know it, but they're getting vitamin D. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, there's all these little things and it, I do it for my clients. Why not for my coworkers? You know, like I make, but you sure have to do it for it. yourself too. That's, that's right. the, that's the key, you know, that's it's like, key. you know, taking care of yeah. yourself before you can take care of others, which is the point you just touched on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. awesome. Um, and yeah, um, you have to make sure you at least sleep. And, um, sometimes I don't do that one very well. Um, I'm classically known not to sleep. I can run off of two hours and be fine. Um, and that's honestly how I get everything done, you it's know, only because you're um, still so young. Oh yes. I'm still so young. <laughs> Thanks, Mark. <laughs> um, but I wish I had some better advice about how to manage all that because I think I'm doing pretty well. I haven't entirely freaked out yet. I haven't, you know, thrown in the towel. Um, but it, it is like, there's a lot of different factors that people don't think about, um, especially just making sure that the businesses ran right on the books, you know, can be really trying. 
communicating with a CPA bookkeeper, you know, getting the communication down pat, I think is the hardest part. Um, because there's so many different kinds of communication that are going at you at the same time. Um, and as far as like running the business, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm really simplistic. Um, you know, uh, I listened to Jess Ferris, um, Ted talk and I, it was like almost my exact same model, you know, um, of how he runs his business. And I was like, Oh, thank God. Cause he's a very successful shop owner. And, um, basically, uh, I know as my, into, like, I, there were things that I shedded from myself, like it's very Taoist. Uh, I release things into the universe that I don't need. So the things I do need that do feed me, I can easily bring in, you know, um, and I'm very much like that. I try not to have things rule my emotions. I try to just be simple about things. I try to look at like the clear sight of what's going on. Um, and also just think ahead, you know, thinking ahead will just save so much stress. So you're not bombarded so much every day, you know, um, but no coffee, uh, getting on a, a interesting sleep cycle. These are things that will help you run your business. Speaking um, of speaking of which, I could do this for hours and hours and hours. With hours. You, but I do have some limitations, one being a little bit of time. I've got some other things I need to do Two, this giant Yeti's out of coffee, which also cold, means my yeah. bladder is entirely full. So I don't, I go for a little bit longer here, but I, I, I think we do need to end this at some point because I, I'm sure nobody could still be listening to us ramble, but I do want to do this again. I do want to continue this conversation because I, mm. I, I think we have such a similar mindset and, uh, I, and at some point that I know there's a small percentage of tattooers out there that would like this knowledge and maybe utilize this knowledge and, and, and we, if they can even just take little slivers of, of things we have to offer and, and mm -hmm. apply those to their daily lives uh, might get them to the next level a little bit quicker. I mean, it's just, mm -hmm. uh, these are the things I love. I love these inspirational conversations and I love talking to you. I, I could do this, like I said, for hours and hours and hours. I think my voice is already like, you know, like feeling a little sluggish here. Uh, sounds raspy. Yeah. Mine normally is anyways, after any conversation, but uh, that's just this early in the morning. Mine is, you can hear it too. It's yeah, struggling. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's like, uh, okay. I don't All know right, why that is, whether it's just from, well, maybe I just talk too damn much. I don't know. And, and my voice is my vocal cords, whatever larynx is, is worn out already at, at this point young age that I'm at, but, uh, You're the young <laughs> age. Yeah. yeah. You just do some stretches, do some warm-ups, you know, warm -ups? <laughs> that'll be fine. Oh God. Yes. Uh, no, I've, I've gotten some recommendations from that and I may have to work on that. If I'm going to continue these sort of, uh, podcast slash interviews slash whatever the hell it is we're doing here. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah, no, I, 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 I thank you for your time. I really, really do. Uh, appreciate it. I, I, I love talking to you. I wish I get to see you a little more frequently, but uh, we no. need to do this again. Absolutely. Uh, we might have great. to make this some sort of a, I want to say regular thing because then people start to anticipate things and get disappointed when they don't get them, you know, on schedule. But uh, I, I want to do this again. Absolutely. And, uh, and uh, yeah, just uh, maybe we make this some sort of an irregular sequence or something. You'd be cool with that or what? Yeah, yeah that'd be cool. I always if, have. If, if people are interested, so. I mean, they're the ones that are going to dictate, you know, what the hell I do, where the hell I go with this. Oh God. Yeah. Right. But, <laughs> yeah. Know, who was yeah. that awful girl Mark had on? Oh Lord. <laughs> no, yeah. that'd be great. Um, I, it helps me to kind of um, get it out, you know, cause usually I, I see you, I see Troy, I see all my people I like to talk to pretty regularly, at least a couple times a year that I get to like kind of hash out some real quick ideas, mm -hmm. but this is great. Just going back and forth and uh, well, just talking out loud about your ideas and right. your feelings. Just, it, it, it's so it's free. Uh, you know? Yeah. And yeah, yeah. It's just, foreign it's just and like, freeing at the same time. Yeah. But yeah. is there anything else you want to say? Anything you need to, uh, you know, uh, get out there, you know, before we end this here or uh, oh. get back to our day or. Uh, uh, no. Shit. Shout outs to mom and dad. Cause they sound like amazing people. Hey, <laughs> hey mom and dad. Hey, Shelly. Hey, Mary. Hey, Nick. <laughs> uh, hey, yeah, that's my whole family. 
Uh, my sister's sick right now with the COVID. So I love you. Don't die. Oh, now uh, we just recently went through that. My, 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 uh, nobody really knows, but she's, she's better now. But uh, uh, my daughter did just get over COVID oh. too. She didn't get severe symptoms, but she was pretty mm -hmm. sick. And, and yeah. we're, we're thankful to say she's, she's doing better. And, uh, and on top of that, she's going to be on a plane, which I'm not happy about, but she's going to be coming home for the holidays at the end of the week. So yeah. I'm excited. I'm going to, I'm oh, just, cool. I'm going to try and keep her here. I think. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. Keep her, keep her screw it. Uh, yeah, everyone just be really safe. You know, um, I, there's a lot of, you know, politics and things aside, you know, we just need to be safe because it's the holiday season. It's cold. It's wintry. And w me and Mark here have studied so much bloodborne pathogens. We can tell you people are disgusting without COVID. So, uh, be safe, uh, stay healthy, take your vitamins. Uh, and it's kind yeah, of terrifying uh, that people took till 2020 to learn to wash the damn hands. So, you know, <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a whole other topic, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, let's, let's do this again and we'll have a whole, I have, I can always come up with lots and lots of topics I can ramble on and on about, but we can ramble on. We yeah. don't really care if anybody listens anyway. So, you know, it's just, it's, it's just you and me. It's us. Oh, it's good so, to see you, Mark. <laughs> I have to say that I've been listening to about 30 hours of tattoo talk uh, a week for months, and this was awesome and very interesting. Um, do you oh, want to uh, look at the camera, let everybody know exactly how to find you and all your contact info? Okay, me, yeah. Uh, hello, I'm Renee Little. You can find me on Instagram under Renee Little Tattoos or Facebook under Renee Little Tattoos or under my website, goldfanggallery.com. And uh, yeah, give me a follow. And if you'd like to tattoo request me, hit me up. Okay. Awesome. Great. Mark, you want to do the same okay. thing? Uh, yeah, I'm me. You know where to find me. Look for it. Was that good? <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, uh, it is. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys enjoy what we're doing here and uh, whatnot, just, you know, take a minute to follow us at YouTube, Needle Jig Tattoo Supply. Uh, take a minute to like, share, subscribe, you know, uh, do all that fun stuff everybody else asks for. Uh, I, I don't like asking for these things because it kind of sounds desperate, but um, it's one sure way for me to know you like what you're seeing and it helps motivate me to do a little bit more, maybe go a little farther next time, bring in some more people. Uh, you know, you tell me what you want to talk about, you know, stick it in the comments. Uh, and, 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 you know, you are the viewers are the ones that are going to drive this channel and, uh, and tell me where you want me to go and uh, mm -hmm. I'll do what I can to. Uh,